0: Everyone, remain calm.
1: Yeah, ooh, ah, that's not always starts.
2: The layer is running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening?
0: Welcome to Jurassic
3: World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park podcast. Awesome! You want to consult here, or
1: in my bungalow. Hold on to your butt.
2: Well, we're back.
0: Hello, and welcome to the 38th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we've got some news a few voicemails to listen to in our listener segment, an awesome chat with Victoria from Victoria's Cantina, where we break down the new Dino Hybrid toy line, and a funny audio clip to listen to. It's going to be a great episode, so let's get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of
3: research. Access main program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look, boy, I hate me right all the time. But today, I guarantee it.
0: The biggest bit of news this week is the unveiling of the new toy line from Hasbro. Here's some information from the press release. Inspired by Jurassic World, one of the biggest global blockbusters of all time, and the mobile game from Ludia, comes the next evolution of one of the most successful and popular franchises in movie history. Dino Hybrid. A terrifying and imaginative new development, Dino Hybrid further evolved the genetic enhancements of these ferocious and astonishing creatures. With high detail, photoreal colors, sharper claws, and of course, more teeth, Dino Hybrid will unleash genetically modified breeds of new dinosaurs that will roam, swim, and fly into the world of imagination. New for 2016. Hasbro introduces a line of ferocious hybrid dinosaur figures that is sure to engage fans of all ages in prehistoric adventures. With the introduction of our predatory Terramimus, cunning Carnoraptor, massive Stegoceratops, And the astonishing Dilophosaurus Rex play will never be the same. Dino Hybrid will satisfy Jurassic lovers everywhere as they excitedly await summer 2018 when executive producer Steven Spielberg and stars Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard return for Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment's Jurassic World sequel. So stay tuned for a more detailed look when we get into the Visitor Center a little bit later on. If you're anywhere near London, I'm sure you've already heard all about the first showings of Jurassic Park Live in Concert. Royal Albert Hall in London has revealed the first three showings by Film Concerts Live, where you can view Jurassic Park in high definition on the big screen, along with the Royal Philharmonic Concert Orchestra, conducted by Ludwig Wiki. According to Royal Albert Hall's website, the show opens the 3rd of November and runs through the 5th. Now, there is a slight discrepancy as Film Concerts Live who is the production company, uh, their website says the world premiere is the 4th of November. Now, I have reached out to them for some clarification or at least some hopes to update their website. But either way, this is awesome for everybody out in London, and I hope to get to experience this out here sometime soon. Head over to the show notes for a link to purchase tickets. (laughs) Steven Spielberg has been a consultant for Universal Theme Parks for nearly 30 years, and it's looking like he will continue his contract past 2017. It was considered that he would end the contract, but now it's looking more likely that he will stay on as a consultant. He could take a lump sum at the end of his contract, or he can continue on and receive a percentage of the theme park's revenue. Uh, That seems to work out the best for him. Steven has worked with Universal on the films he's directed, and even films he's produced... And Universal really has built their theme parks based off Steven's properties, so I can't really see him leaving this opportunity anytime soon. There's also a bit of optimism in his future developments with the theme parks, so let's hope this helps out with some more Jurassic attractions sometime soon. <coughs> Big news for alumni of Jurassic Park, Laura Dern has been cast in Star Wars Episode 8. Now, we don't know the extent of her role, but hopefully this puts her in a position to work with Episode Nine director Colin Trevorrow and possibly get her back into the Jurassic franchise. I'm sure that's something we would all love to see. Congrats to Laura on the casting. Oh,
3: there it is. There it is. I'm not a computer nerd. I prefer to be called a hacker. Aren't you supposed to be a genius or something? I can't get Jurassic Park back online without Dennis Dentron. Incorporating all the latest technologies...
2: Ah! We shouldn't be here. And there's five dinosaurs.
3: How many Sarahs do you think are on this island?
0: This week we have a few voicemails to check out, and I'm extremely happy to present the voice of Jurassic Park fans here each and every week. So let's
2: jump right in. Hi, Brad. I'm Fede. Thank you for uh, this uh, opportunity uh, with uh, your podcast because now we can record our voices and put them in the podcast and it's a wonderful opportunity, your podcast is really amazing so my question is what do you think of the humor in the Jurassic series? I mean, all the movies, not only Jurassic World because uh, I think that there are many criticisms about the Jurassic World about the humor in the film they say, oh no, too much humor, it, it's light-hearted or whatever, and I think the humor is really an important part of Jurassic Park, so I think those are, an, are not uh, useful criticism, I think. So my question is, what do you think of the humor in the Jurassic series, and also, uh, which ones are the real uh, um, uh, comic relief of, uh, of, the, of the films, because, uh, for example, in Jurassic World, many say, oh, it's, a, it's a Jake Johnson's character, Lowry, but maybe it's Masrani, I don't know, <laughs> or uh, Claire, for you, or Owen. So my question is: Which uh, for for uh, for uh, each movie, uh, who's the main character, the main uh, comic relief character, and also what are the funniest scenes for each movie for you? Thanks again, and see you later, Brad on Twitter.
0: Hey, Fede, thanks so much for sending in that voice message. Um, I really, really love the question as well. I think comedy is super important to the Jurassic Park series. Typically, people don't think comedy when it comes to Jurassic Park, but each film absolutely has its fair share. Um, there are instances in all the films that make me laugh each and every time I watch them. It really doesn't matter how many times I could watch them, you know, twice in a row, and I, I'd still find them funny each time. Honestly, I think the first film is probably the funniest, and really, I don't. It's not really the humor per se or the jokes. I think it's just that I find certain parts of the film funny, even if they weren't really intended to be funny in the first place. Um, Now, in the future, I think we could do a full episode on the topic of humor, uh, but for now, I'll break down your question anyway. I think the funniest character in Jurassic Park has to be Ian Malcolm. Now, he is certainly the catalyst for introducing the concept of chaos and the downfall of the park, so that's not really funny, but... Aside from that, every other time he speaks, he's being sarcastic and he's being humorous. Now, you could argue for Nedry. Obviously, he's funny as well, but I think his screen time is a little bit more limited. Um, Obviously, I think one of the funniest parts, uh, the funniest scenes in Jurassic Park has to be Ian sauntering up to the dino droppings. Um, As for the Lost World, I think the funny character is yet again Malcolm. Um, There's a ton of humor in that film, and most, most of it, I think it really comes from him. I love the scream turned on in the beginning. Um, and one of the funnier moments actually also probably comes when they find Sarah.
2: Look, she has to touch
3: it. She can't not touch. She can't not touch. Look at that.
0: Once she sees something, she's gonna, she's got gonna... to... That line gets me every time. As for JP3, uh, the funniest character has to be Charlie. Um, I love the whole sequence where the group is on Sorna being attacked by the Spino. And Charlie gets distracted by Barney. Um, that whole sequence is hilarious to me. And, uh, let's see. As for Jurassic World, I would actually pick Mizrani, surprisingly. I think his lines during the helicopter flight make me laugh super hard every time. He's, uh, he knows when to hit the right moments with the comedy and the humor, and I love that about his character so hopefully I summed up everything well enough uh, like I said I want to do a full episode on this topic your your question really enticed me to do that and I think the uh, comedy really deserves that so thank you so much for sending in the question and hope to hear more of you here on the podcast sometime soon now we've got another one here so let's take a listen
3: uh, hey it's the uh, first time listener from last episode I'm um, I'm at ScorpioDino16 on Twitter and that's with a K, and I had a question about the plot of Jurassic World 2. Um, what do you think about this being the plot? I mean, Colin said that, you know, it would be like, you know, Apple versus PC with dinosaurs. You know how, like, different companies of, that make PCs all make different kinds of PCs? Like, you know, Apple has the Mac, PC has the whatever they have in it. Microsoft has something, but when it all boils down to it, they're still just a PC, you know, they're still just a computer. What if they were the same thing for dinosaurs? What if one company like, um the let's just throw, throw Biosyn out there, had uh, a completely scientifically accurate raptor, you know, small with feathers. Then you have InGen Maseranis, which is big without feathers. Then you have one other company that's small and scaly, and then you have another company that's big and has feathers, and it keeps on going and going with different combinations for all different dinosaurs, and every company, like Colin said, like every 12 entities, or whatever he said, 15 different entities, have different versions of dinosaurs, and consumers can choose which dinosaur, which kind they want. Uh, just a thought, uh... <clears throat> I uh, love the podcast, guys. Uh, keep up the good work. See you.
0: Hey, man, thanks so much for the voicemail. And I think you are on the right track when it comes to the PC versus Mac argument that Colin brought up. I kind of just considered that we'd get the same version of dinosaurs that we've seen before, just from different companies this time around. But I actually, I really do like your idea of different versions of the same dinosaur. Um, I think you could be right about this. I would love to see another company come in and say, you know, uh, we've created the most scientifically accurate dinosaurs you've ever seen. And possibly another company that comes in and says, now we've introduced a gene that makes all our dinosaurs docile and friendly. Um, that would be something to see. So I think different versions would be pretty awesome. And it would finally silence all those who say that Jurassic Park is so in, in, you know, incredibly inaccurate with their depiction of dinosaurs. You know, they could probably come up with a company that screws up the design immensely. And forces InGen to come in and save the day with their creations. I would be totally for something like that. Uh, But I just can't help thinking of the chaos the Earth would be in if there was like 10 or more different companies creating dinosaurs. Now, I'm sure this is what we'll see, so it's only really a matter of time. Now, we actually got a follow-up voicemail from him, so let's take another listen.
3: Hey, it's, uh, ScorpioDino16 on Twitter again. I know this must be annoying (laughs) getting a second call, but, um some huge, like, gigantic news. The World toy line just broke. Like, I'm talking a couple hours ago at Toy Fair, I believe. And, um, I think it's most of the hybrid line, if not at all, has been revealed. Including a 4-inch Owen figure with motorcycle and blue who apparently has a secret hybrid reveal or something. There's also a new Indominus Rex, and, uh, I don't know all the details. There's also gonna be, like, a Dilophosaurus Rex Spatterbiter, I think. So um I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Um it, it's really, really exciting for me. I've been I've been waiting for a figure. Like an actual human figure. So um you have a nice day. <clears throat> Long live Jurassic Park, I guess.
0: <laughs> well that was perfect timing with that call. You are one hundred percent in luck for this episode. As my guest this week, Victoria from Victoria's Cantina will help us take a look at all the Jurassic World dino hybrid items that broke out of the New York Toy Fair. I think you'll appreciate our breakdown, hopefully, um, so I won't spoil it here, but you'll just have to keep listening. I was recently on an episode of Jurassic Unicast with James and Steve, where we talked all about Star Wars and, of course, a little bit of Jurassic Park.
3: Hello, and welcome back to Jurassic Unicast. I'm
0: joined
2: here with James Hawkins. We've also
0: got a special guest back, uh, Brad Jost, from Jurassic Park Podcast. So, the film is finally out. How long did it take you to see it
3: from when it first arrived?
0: Uh, I had to see it the first showing.
3: When the music came on, I was like, ah! Like, I just got that <laughs> excitement again. So, um,
0: I take it you really liked them to go and see it three times?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was
0: hoping I was going to really like it, because I already had all the tickets purchased.
3: I just thought, Do you know what, Jurassic World got a lot of stick. Everyone was saying these raptors are not quite right. And I'm thinking, them raptors, to me, them raptors looked better.
0: <laughs> mm. One of the things uh, I didn't like was how quickly
3: Ray became... One with the force. But... I'm, t- I'm just intrigued to see what is going to do in the night with the last one. <laughs> yeah, me too. The, the guy seems to know, he knows what nostalgia is and he knows what fans want.
0: Make sure to find Jurassic Unicast on YouTube to listen and follow them on Twitter at JP underscore Till underscore I underscore Die. Let's open up the doors to the visitor center, where Victoria from Victoria's Cantina joins me to talk about the new Dino Hybrid toy line. With all the Jurassic World hybrid toys coming out of the New York Toy Fair this past weekend, I wanted to bring on Victoria from Victoria's Cantina to help us take a closer look at everything Hasbro has to offer. Um, But before we get into all that, i got to ask you one question, and it's a question I ask every guest that comes on the show. So, if you were stuck in a kitchen, but this time with a hybrid Carnaraptor, what would you do, and would you make it out alive?
1: Oh gosh, with a (laughs) Carnaraptor. Well, hmm. I would like to think that I would be able to find some way to defeat it either by, you know, outwitting it somehow or finding some sort of uh, obstacle in my environment that I would be able to, you know, maybe hide or outrun it, but probably that wouldn't happen. No, yeah, especially
0: (laughs) with this hybrid. You don't know what it's going to do.
1: Exactly. I don't know if it can (laughs) spit fire or if it can, (laughs) has laser beams in its eyes. I have no idea.
0: It's all possible, I think. (laughs) Um, so, why don't we just introduce you to everybody? I'm, I'm assuming most people within the Jurassic Park community already knows your work, but if they don't, uh, what is it that you do within uh, the community?
1: Well, I am. A, what I do is I have Victoria's Canteen. It's a review channel on YouTube, and ever since I was a kid, I've always enjoyed collecting toys. My parents, uh, you know, bought me and my siblings a bunch of toys growing up. so We were always very blessed to have all sorts of toys and. Uh, you know, and it, that was that kind of ranged from all sorts of different lines from Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles. Of course, there were Barbies and Disney princesses, things like that. Um, but then, you know, Jurassic Park, you know, when I was eight, that's when the movie came out and we had a lot of the toys, still do. Yeah. And um, so that kind of grew into a lifelong passion for toys and collectibles, something that was, I just never outgrew it. And, Uh, Now that I'm an adult, I don't really have the restrictions of being a kid, and I can, you know, buy what I want to buy, and uh, I like sharing that passion of, uh, you know, the collectibles and the toys, and so I I thought about making a YouTube channel one day, and uh, it was after I'd been laid off from a job, Uh, you know, I had gotten, been with the company for several years, and, uh, you know, that happened, I ended up going back to school, which I'm doing right now, I'm a full-time college student, but uh, three years ago, I ended up setting up Victoria's Cantina. And I just meant it as a little thing. I didn't really think anybody was going to watch it. I didn't think anybody was going to know about it, anything like that. But uh, I wanted to have a way to talk about, you know, I had free time, so I wanted to talk about the toys that I collected and, you know, show them to people and say, hey, I like this about it. I don't like this about it. And uh, ultimately, uh, it took off after a little while. So, you know, we've been doing really well. And uh, we review Star Wars, uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, DC collectibles like Batman, uh, DC comics, and uh, we do Marvel, and a little bit of everything else here and there. There's a lot of miscellaneous things on the channel that we look at. Um, but yes, uh, largely uh, we do Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, and uh, I think that's probably why I'm here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I like it because you have a lot of these things. Like before anybody else, you have like your video up, posted up. So if anybody's interested in, in learning about it, you know they can go straight to your source there and find out all about you know the hybrid lines or, or anything really. I saw you just posted um, a Han Solo review on there, and that thing I, I don't is that even on the shelf yet i don't I haven't seen that thing I, I was surprised to see it on your uh, your site already
1: It is out at retail. I personally it, haven't okay. seen it. I got mine on amazon.com like I do a lot of collectibles because. Awesome. It's just really hard to find things at retail these days. The distribution yeah, are immense yeah. uh, all across the board. So, uh, yeah, I got it on Amazon, and, yeah, yeah it's a pretty sweet figure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty awesome that you can, um, you know, introduce people like this. And uh, uh, before we get into this hybrid stuff, what did you think about the overall Jurassic World toy line, you know, the previous version?
1: I was pretty let down, uh, and especially when those first photos started coming out of Toy Fair last year. Uh, Because, you know, I did grow up with the Jurassic Park toys. You know, we had the awesome stuff that Kenner put forth back in the 90s uh, from both Jurassic Park and The Lost World. I had, uh, I still have, I took very good care of my toys. I never really (laughs) played with them, per se. Uh, I kept the boxes and, you know, they're in perfect condition. Um, You know, I've grown up with those and I have those. And when I first saw the photos come out last year, what Hasbro was doing, I was kind of like, wait, this has got to be a joke, right? And then you know, a few months pass. Toys start hitting stores, and then uh, it's it's quite obvious that Hasbro has no interest in replicating what Kenner did back in the day. This is just a totally oh. different, totally different uh, company that's that's helming you know their toy lines, and uh, it, sh- it certainly reflects the Jurassic World toys.
0: Yeah, I mean they did produce a lot of stuff, but it's it's just not up to par with what we've seen previously. Everybody knows that. Um, Yeah, like you, I have all this stuff right here on my shelf. And just looking at it now, you can see the difference between, you know, what came out now and what came out then. It's just so much more detail back then and such great pieces. Um, So I really did miss that as well.
1: Certainly. And you always expect that things like that are going to progress and improve and get better. Not regress as they have with the Jurassic World toys. So. That's a bit of a bummer, you know, considering that we waited so long for a movie, we waited so long to get a toy line, and once we do, you know, we get stuff that's, you know, just not up to par with what we were accustomed to previously, so, by and large, it was a disappointment. I think there are a few bright spots here and there. Of course. Uh, certain toys, like the bad girl in Dominus, I think is pretty solid, uh, despite the fact that she doesn't stand, <laughs> and uh, I think the Rowler's assortment, by and large, is probably the best assortment from the line.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, there's definitely some good pieces, um, but when you're trying to compare them and, and things like screw holes and different things like that, you just can't really compare these toys. But um, I, I, I like to think of it as, you know, we're adults now, and we're sort of like collectors now, and basically we just buy these pieces just to put on a shelf or do something like that. Uh, but to kids today, they probably don't know the difference. They probably love these things just as much as we loved those ones back in the 90s. So that's, totally. a, good, that's a good thing to look forward to at least.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I have seen kids enjoying them. Uh, When the line first came out, I remember being at Target and I saw uh, a young girl in the uh, toy aisle and she was getting, I think it was a Dilophosaurus, so I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, these things have been a pretty good seller for Hasbro, right? They've been
1: an excellent seller for Hasbro.
0: Yeah, so I'm really surprised um, that they haven't taken the care that uh, that Kenner used to, you know? So it's surprising, but um, I guess I get it, you know? Who
1: knows? Yeah, totally. And they were caught off guard in a way. I mean, I don't think anybody really expected the movie was going to be as big as it was. Mm -hmm. So Hasbro, I mean, they clearly didn't put their best foot forward. But at the same time, they weren't really anticipating, I don't think, uh, something that was going to be as big as it was. And I think they've kind of also gotten into what I like to call the Marvel a syndrome mindset and basically it's with Marvel movies you get a movie like every you know six months or whatever it is now yeah and uh, they have to have a toy line ready every six months to you know be on time for each movie so I kind of think that they, they sort of treated the Jurassic World line the same way it was going to be a one-off thing that they would have out for a few months and then they'd move on to something else
0: yeah it, I, it's a shame that we're sort of like second fiddle nowadays I mean Star Wars is is obviously the, you know the biggest franchise out there uh, but Jurassic World and, and Jurassic Park is right next to it, essentially. Um, so I think we deserve a little bit better uh, stuff coming around. And hopefully in the future, maybe with the next movie, we get something. And even some of this stuff that was released at the Toy Fair, it's good-looking stuff. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't love all of it, but some of it's really good-looking. Um, so why don't we get into some of that, that uh, Toy Fair stuff. And uh, one of the ones that you actually already have, right? That's the uh, the hybrid
1: T-Rex. What do you think of that one? hybrid effects t-rex you know when i first saw it when the photos leaked uh, about a month ago or so uh, i thought oh my gosh that looks interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) to put it nicely i thought it looked very uh you know kind of out of left field i mean we knew they were doing hybrids at that point you know we've heard uh, mumblings about them since last summer basically and from what i understand this line has been ready to go uh, since before the movie even came out Uh, hasbro's already had the designs Worked up for it. It's just that they weren't necessarily going to release it unless the Jurassic World toy line was a success, which it obviously was. Yeah. And uh, of course now they have to put everything through production and everything. That's why we're still waiting <laughs> for a new product. But the T-Rex, I actually was pleasantly surprised with it when I saw it on the on the toy shelves at Toys R Us. I picked it up. I started pressing the buttons, and I thought, "Wait, this sounds pretty good. I mean, it has nice sounds. I think they're they're movie accurate sounds." And uh, the action feature was actually kind of cool, so, you know, I got it home, I filmed the review, and as I got to play with it, uh, you know, while I was filming, uh, I thought it wasn't too bad. Actually, I think when I was uh, grading it, I gave it, I think, like a six or a seven out of ten. So, it's uh, yeah. it's actually pretty fun, uh, despite the way that it looks, it does have a pretty cool paint scheme. It has some iridescent paint on its back, uh-huh. and uh, a really cool action feature, and you know, again, the sounds, I think, are the best highlight of the toy for me. Yeah. Uh, especially since, you know, they are so movie accurate. And uh, some, all, all in all, it's a pretty solid toy. I think that if the rest of the line follows suit, despite the fact that they added screw holes to this toy, which didn't no. have it before, yeah, that, uh, you know, I think we'll, I think it'll overall be a pretty cool toy line.
0: Yeah, yeah, from the start, it looks like it's going to be cool. It looks like it's going to be really fun. And uh, with this toy here, it, it, it kind of looks cool. I like the coloring on it, and the, the spikes are okay. But uh, I think, like you said, the action and the noise that comes from it are pretty awesome.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The and then we have the Indominus, which, oh, yeah. yeah. My friend Adam, who was at uh, Toy Fair, he he was gracious enough to get a lot of photos for us yesterday, and he he did a video of the Indominus, and uh, it looks great. I mean, it's different for sure. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like, like the Indominus from the film. Uh, I mean, it does, but it you know it doesn't because it's all colorful. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But the sounds I think sounded pretty good. They sound to be the same as the. bad girl in dominus hasbro did last year Uh and uh, it looks to be a new toy the only thing that i see different about it is um i think the tail is the only thing that's the same a carryover from the original release everything else looks to be brand new even the legs which initially looked kind of the same Uh, the toes on it are actually a little bit shorter okay
0: yeah this one it's basically the counterpart to the t-rex so it's like around the same size this thing's awesome looking um i don't know if i'd buy it it's for 35 bucks um I might just go with the the other one, the uh, bad girl uh, indominus first. But this does look pretty cool and it has that awesome chomping action. So, there's nothing to not like about this piece.
1: Totally. Uh, and you know, the kids love the action features, so yeah. uh, it's a pretty interesting one too the way that it opens its mouth and kind of moves its neck. So, you could probably even act like you're feeding it or something, and I think <laughs> kids are probably going to do that. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting and but the sounds do sound pretty cool as well, so yeah. I think it's overall pretty solid.
0: Speaking of feeding it, I really miss the old um, like Lost World style where you could put the human figure through the uh, the dinosaur's mouth and take it out the stomach. That that was an awesome feature. I wish we could get something like that again.
1: Uh huh. Totally. <laughs> like the stuff that we saw with toys back in the '90s, late '80s into the '90s, it's just stuff you don't see nowadays. Yeah. Action figures were largely not articulated as highly as they are now, and I know now they're coming out with less and less articulation, but. Uh, even back then, I think what really made an action feature was like the accessories that it came with, the ability to buy other action figures and vehicles, and just kind of interact everything and uh, things like that. With the bull T-Rex being able to swallow the the human in the in the little capsule. Well, yeah, I mean that's just like fun stuff. It's gimmicky, but you know kids love that sort of stuff.
0: Oh yeah, it's awesome. And like you said, the articulation. I don't really care for it that much. I don't care as long as the legs and the arms move. That's that's good enough for me. I don't need the knees to bend or. Arms to move all over the place. I don't need any of that stuff. Just give me, you know, a straightforward figure that I can just, you know, throw around and beat up. That's fine. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. Um. And let's move on here. We we actually got a few sort like assortment of different hybrids. Um. And I guess it's just like they're they're the um basher and biter um style. I guess. The yes, they were previously.
1: As the Bastard biters, yeah. and now it looks like labeling them is just the basic figure assortment. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, these ones look cool. Um, I have a few that I do like, a few that I don't like. Um, which ones do you like?
1: Uh, from this line, you know, I actually like There It looks like there's three Indominus Rexes, interestingly, yeah. and I just like the most simple one that has like the red stripes on it. It looks kind of similar to the larger electronic one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then they have one that has purple on it. I'm not too big on that. And then there's one that looks like it has a helmet or something on it. which <laughs> just looks weird. But I like the most basic yeah. one that they have there. And then I think uh, the Carnaraptor actually looks kind of cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm with you there. I like that Indominus. Uh, I really like the coloring on it. Like you said, it's got that orangish-red. It's got a, like blue undertones, and it fades down into like a brownish on the bottom. Uh, that one's mm-hmm. really cool. I do like that one a lot. So if I was going to pick up one, I'd definitely pick up this one. Um, and let's see, what other one... Yeah, I don't... I'm not a fan of that other Indominus with the, with the helmet and the spikes on the back. <laughs> I don't
1: know what it's they're just, going he, with.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very weird.
1: It's like a medieval Indominus Rex or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're
0: doing that with, with that one. It's got armor, and then also the Ankylosaurus has armor. Um, and it's just Ankylo is just basically giant spikes on its back and tail. Um, it looks kind of cool. I'm not sure if I'd pick it up. Um, when I first saw it from afar, it kind of looked cooler. But when you get up close, it's got this like iridescent like paint scheme. It looks like it. Maybe just the coloring in the room. I'm not really sure. Um, but that one's okay. Um, what do you think of that one?
1: It's interesting, as are all of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure that I would pick that one up. I know with the Jurassic World, you know, regular mainline, I picked everything up and I did review everything. Uh-huh. With pirates I'm not so sure I'm gonna do that. I think I'm gonna pick in shoes and that one I don't know if I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna to need to see that in the store first and then determine whether or not I wanna buy it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of um like I said before, there's basically these are like repurposed versions of what we've already seen in a way. And I'm I would more more certainly just pick up the old version rather than this one. Um, mm. the old Ankylosaurus is much cooler looking in my opinion.
1: Right. And it was one of the most solid basher biters. yeah,
0: yeah, that that one was pretty cool. Um we also have the uh, Stegoceratops, which we did get an older version of that uh, previously, but it looks way different this time around. And I, for one, I actually like the design of it. I like the look of the creature, like the the attributes on on the the frill and everything like that. And it looks cool, but I'm not a fan of the coloring.
1: You know, for me, it's actually the opposite. Yeah, I'm that's... not huge on the design. But I like the coloring (laughs) Uh, They're very uh, erratic looking They're very colorful And uh, they say that the market research Indicates kids love the colors So I'm not so sure if that's true or not Uh, For me as a kid I don't know if I would have gone for that But uh, that's the reason Why you see like Batman figures in all sorts of colors Except for black as it could have been in the film
0: (laughs) Yeah I mean you like the coloring On this one it's got a lot of blues A darker blue light blue um, basically a yellowish, uh, mustardy kind of color for the horns and the spikes along the back. Um, it, it's definitely, I like the, the design. I think it looks like it should be a bigger figure with this design, because I would feel like that's like a full-grown uh, Stegoceratops. But it, it's cool. I may pick it up, but i have to see it, like you said, with the other ones.
1: Definitely. And the body is reused from the previous release. It's just that the head is new and the coloring, yeah. of course, is right. Pretty-
0: yeah, very true. Yeah, that that body does look the same as the one I have, but that head—I I do like the head. It's pretty cool.
1: It's a lot more pronounced in the original version. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, let's see what else we have here. We have this this one I was looking forward to probably the most, um, but I kind of got let down once I saw the actual image. It's the Dilophosaurus Rex. What do you think about this one?
1: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one is probably the worst out of the the lot, for sure.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect that to happen. I I mean, God, with that name, Dilophosaurus Rex, I expected something really cool, not just the same Rex basher biter-looking thing that we got before, but now with a frill on its neck. It's just weird.
1: Exactly, and previously that probably was regarded as being the most inferior basher biter figure and now that we have the same thing with, like you say, just a frill yeah. and then some crests of its eyes is it's just not the strongest out of the bunch.
0: Yeah. I don't know when I think of uh, Dilophosaurus, I, I imagine the crazy color scheme and and the fierceness of it but this just looks like a goofy uh, brown uh, T-Rex with a frill. It, it's just goofy looking.
1: It's very goofy looking. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like even since the old version, the head just looks so giant on this one. (laughs) That's what makes it goofy, in my opinion, I think.
1: Right, the proportions are just very unusual. And then, yeah, it does have this huge head, and then this pretty small frill by comparison. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just not one of the stronger figures out of the lot.
0: Yeah. Um, This next one I see here, I'm not sure if this is... uh, It's a Spinosaurus, but I'm not sure what they're categorizing it. Is it a Spino-Raptor? It doesn't look like it. This doesn't look like it has any raptor features, does it?
1: No, it it doesn't. It looks to actually be the same exact toy from the regular Jurassic World line, just with new colors. Yeah,
0: because I know they're supposed to release a Spino Raptor, but this doesn't seem to be that. I don't know. It's just like a hybrid Spino.
1: (laughs) Right. It's just the coloring that's different on it. I'm not sure why they would have called it a Spino Raptor, unless (laughs) they're going to change it later. But maybe it's a Stanton. Yeah,
0: it could be I could be mixing the two up because I don't see any that would be a spinal raptor in these images but um I know we're supposed to get one I believe so uh, but what do you, what do you think of this one is it is it uh, decent coloring or do you not like that
1: the coloring's actually not too bad mm-hmm. uh, I really don't like the how it has its feet and it's uh you know it's its front arms like the hands are sort of like a gold color yeah sort of makes it look like it's wearing shoes and gloves
0: <laughs> it does. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That gold—it looks like it just dipped its feet in gold, and uh, it looks very silly. But I do like it. It's kind of got um, like zebra-esque like lines on it, and uh, that looks cool. I like the coloring from the red to the blue. But those gold dipped fingers and uh, and feet have got to go.
1: Right. The stripes are pretty cool. Maybe it has some zebra DNA in it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's got to. It, right. <laughs> um. And this, uh, let's see, let's move on to this next one. Um, I don't know, maybe you can fill me in as to what this one is. It's this reddish one with a, it looks like a yellowish beak on it. What do you think that one is?
1: That is the Raptor.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure if that was the Carno. what What's the, there's another one as well. Um, it's a red one, but it's the Growler version. What's that one?
1: It's also a Raptor, I okay. believe.
0: That's what I, that's what I thought. They look so similar, but they just have slightly different features and, and look a little bit different. Actually, yeah, yeah, they both have raptor claws on them, so that should be the Carnoraptor. I was just confused by the beak. It looks like it has a beak on this thing.
1: It does. The way that they colored it very much makes it look like it has a beak.
0: Yeah, there is, there's one it's we heard it was going to be a Terra Minus or, or Mimus, I forget what it was. Um, so I wasn't sure if this was supposed to be that, but it doesn't. I, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely the raptor. Um, I
1: don't think that was on display as far as I can tell.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but this one, it looks interesting. Uh, I like the other one better, probably. Um, and you got a giant screw hole here in the neck. Uh, it's a little distracting.
1: <laughs> what do you think of this one? Right. It's actually not too bad. I mean, I agree that the Growler is nicer looking
2: uh-huh.
1: overall. But, uh, I mean, it's something new. It looks like it uses the same um, Lost Raptor body that they did for Raptor Blue from the of Biters, and then they give it a new head. Yeah. But it's interesting, the color. Yeah. It just, like, it has a beak. A l- little does. bird-like, maybe.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if they were trying to infuse some other flying creature into this one as well, but uh, who knows? We'll, we'll find out, I guess, when we see the box.
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it's not my favorite. I don't think I would pick this up. And sort of, like, along with the other ones, the co- the colors are just, like, too much. I- I'm, not, I'm not a fan of these, like... Uh, like, ultra-colored, you know, dinosaurs. Right. So that continues... I like the colors... Sorry, go ahead.
1: I like the colors if they if they make sense. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, modern-day birds, a lot of them are pretty colorful. It's possible that dinosaurs would have been quite colorful, at least the uh, raptor-based sort of salisorian-type dinosaurs. But yeah. uh, we just don't know. If they do the applications, you know, tastefully... Then uh, it makes sense. Things like this, you know, it's just hybrid dinosaurs. So anything goes basically.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, they're just creating like hyper crazy looking dinosaurs and uh, nothing to say these are actual or would have ever existed. But um, and yeah, we we do know that, that dinosaurs could have crazy colors. But in my eyes, when I view a dinosaur, my my first thought is the Jurassic Park dinosaurs so I tend to just think of those ones And whatever they show on, on the uh, screen there That's the way they look And obviously <laughs> that's not the way it goes Because we know they all like, tend to have feathers And different attributes So um, sure. I guess we can take it easy When it comes to looking at the toys <laughs> <laughs> um, this, Now this Carnoraptor For the Growler um, it's, I like the design a lot more I think it looks cooler, it looks tougher um, But again, it's the coloring for me uh, I don't know if I'd pick it up for that reason alone
1: I actually really like this one. Um, The color, yeah, it's not its strongest suit, but the sculpt looks actually really good, and it does look like like it has the uh, Velociraptor uh, body from the Growler line previously, at least the ones they used from Charlie and Delta. Uh, But again, they give this one a new head, and I actually think it's a really nicely sculpted head. Uh, If they would have just done a regular version (laughs) in the previous line, I think that would have been pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, the Carnotaurus, but uh, the way that they did it here, I think it looks pretty good. But, yeah, the coloring is not as strong as suit. I probably would have gone for something a little bit different.
0: Yeah, um, I do like the body and everything, and I do like the head, but I feel like the red coloring kind of doesn't give enough detail for that head because it looks like it needs some, like, shading or something to kind of fill in all those details that are on the face.
1: Exactly. They should have painted the horns, you know, a more natural color. They're just red. Mm-hmm. and uh, given it more of a wash to bring out more of that sculpted detail.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's cool. I, I bet you this will be a big seller, though. I know I've seen so far a lot of people on Twitter have been really excited about this one, so I'm sure it'll be going off the shelves as soon as it hits it.
1: Certainly. And the name itself, Carnaraptor, sounds pretty cool.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think I would probably pick it up alone if I was a kid just for that name. <laughs> um, the next one I have here on the list is... It's a Velociraptor, it's a hybrid raptor, and I don't know, doesn't say what it's a hybrid of, I, I don't think, it's just, uh, but what it is, is actually it looks like the same coloring scheme as the, um, the original Jurassic Park Explorers from the first movie. This is uh, awesome, I love that design.
1: It's a very cool design, and if you look at the body on it and the neck, it actually has that sort of DNA sequencing sort of. Look to mm-hmm. that, the hybrid FX T Rex has, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's obviously not realistic, but no. you know, the fact that they're going for a sort of unifying theme amongst different releases in this line is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that is a really cool trait. It's barely noticeable in the picture, but yeah, I'm sure it looks much better in person. But that's a really cool design that DNA strand kind of going along its underside. Uh, that's really cool. But I, I can't get over this green and red striped, um, it's just so cool. And, you know, it's basically just the same Raptor we've seen before, but I'd definitely be more apt to pick this one up than some of the older ones.
1: I agree. The coloring on it is very nicely done. The only thing I would nitpick about it is the fact that they did not paint the claws on it. Uh, Uh, Other than that, it does look pretty solid and very colorful, and if I did see this in the the store, uh, no doubt I would probably pick it up.
0: Yeah, I actually, one of the things I like, the eye looks really good on this, but, yeah, those claws... Yeah, you're right. Now that I see that, it's kind of distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely just give it a darker color right there. That would have been nice.
1: Hopefully they will. Again, maybe hopefully this is just like an early production sample uh, uh, before they actually do the production run. and Maybe they'll fix little things like that. Maybe they won't. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, until we actually see the final product, you know, there's a little bit of hope that they will go back and, you know, fix certain things like that.
0: Yeah. Now, do you think this design, do you think they modeled it specifically off those old explorers? Or do you think that was just a random coincidence that it looks the same?
1: That's a really good question. I would like to think that they took inspiration from the explorers, but it's entirely possible. It's just (laughs) random colors. And, you know, to us knowing the first film so well, uh, you know, we, we pick up on things like that. So that's a good question. I hope we can run that by them at some point.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome to find out. Um, And I don't know if it, it might help, their cause here, but this the next design, the Dilophosaurus, um, that sort of has the same design as the the original Dilophosaurus from the theme park. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a. I'm not sure. I love the color, uh, the uh, paint job on it, but you can tell. I think that they're going for that original paint scheme.
1: Right, exactly. It does look very similar, and uh, it looks quite similar also to the uh, the Jurassic Park three version that they did, as far as the coloration goes. Okay. It just kind of has like that red on the frill, and uh, it's just a very interesting color scheme for sure. It's the same body that we saw before, but mm-hmm. if you look at like the arms and the legs, it does have like some orange. I do kind of like how there's little bits of coloring here and there, so it's not all one color. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's as strong as the original release. It is pretty cool, though. I, I actually think that the color is interesting.
0: Yeah, I. You know, I'm I'm sort of the opposite. I'm not a fan of the the other one, the uh, original version that came out. Uh, for Jurassic World, but this one I may be more apt to pick up, um, unless that paint job on the frill looks muddy when it comes in person. I'm not sure. It just looks a little messy right now, but that just could be the picture. I'm not sure.
1: Mm -hmm. I actually kind of like the first one a a good bit. I I mean, it wasn't the strongest figure in the line, by any means, especially it has the saloon door frills on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the sounds i think again like with the hybrid t-rex you know it's got those movie accurate sounds which you know i, I kind of tend to get drawn to
0: oh absolutely when when this uh dilophosaurus came out for the original like the Jurassic Park line that was one of my favorite ones i love the ability to actually take the frill on and off that was a really cool feature which probably is you know it's definitely missing from this line um because when you when you witness the dilophosaurus in the first movie you don't see the frill until it decides to you know, take it out. Um, so that was a cool version of that old line. But this one, you basically see the frill 100% of the time.
1: Absolutely.
0: But the last thing I see here is actually the, the Owen figure with a motorcycle.
1: That's an interesting one, and one that we were really looking forward to, probably more than anything in the line. You know, once that list from Toys R Us leaked indicating different items that were going to be in this line. It didn't say Owen on it, it just said that it would be an alpha cycle. Yeah. and speculated, hey, maybe it's Owen, maybe it's not. And luckily it was. It's an interesting looking set. Uh, the only thing is they didn't show the uh, Velociraptor Blue that's going to be included with it, so we don't really know what to expect.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I, I like it. I mean, it's, it's okay. It, I'm fine it doesn't look like Chris Pratt. That's okay. Um, you know, because I have a lot of older figures as well from, um, you know, some from the original Jurassic Park line don't look like them, like the Nedries and stuff like that. But The Lost World, I feel like that toy line looked even further from the characters we saw in the movies. So I'm okay with this guy, whoever this is, looks close to Chris Pratt, but not, you can tell it's not him.
1: Right. There is a passing resemblance to him. He's got (laughs) the same gun, it looks like. Yeah, oh, uh, definitely, yeah. Although it looks a little larger than it was in the film. Mm -hmm. And uh, the outfit coloration is very similar. He's got the vest, he's got the knife on his back, Uh, he's got the same sort of uh, hiking boots that. You know, Chris Prattmore in the film. And uh, it actually, now that I look at it again, it looks like it has ball-jointed elbows, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could tell that, but the knees don't look like they bend at all. And they're in like a, a strange pose, and I'm assuming it's because he can ride the motorcycle?
1: Most likely it's so that you can put him on the motorcycle. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I, I have a lot of characters that have had motorcycles before, and their, their legs weren't bent. They, it was always straight-legged, and it, it felt kind of weird. So this might be a good attribute to have for somebody who's going to ride a motorcycle the whole time
1: sure and i think once they have him on the motorcycle which it would have been cool if they would have shown that at the show as well Mm -hmm. Uh, i think once you get him on the motorcycle the aesthetic might be a little bit off uh they could have easily countered that by at least giving him jointed knees they didn't uh ultimately it'll probably be sufficient and uh, of course it's at 20 dollar price point it's going to be a pretty good deal getting you know the figure the bike and the raptor
0: yeah, that's actually like a crazy good deal. It comes with those things. I think it comes with two accessories, so one being the gun. I'm not sure what the other one is. Hopefully it's a guitar because he, <laughs> because it looks like he's in it like a guitar playing pose. It's kind of strange, but uh, whatever. <laughs> but overall, I really like this figure. Um, we've been dying to have a human figure, like a bigger human figure. Um, and this guy, I guess he'll fill the role. It's a shame that we don't get... Um, you know, the Claire's or anybody else like that. So we'll, we'll hopefully maybe over time, we'll get something.
1: I certainly hope we do. I think that's a pretty big oversight. I mean, I see why they would want to include a Owen figure over Claire. Uh, you know, he's probably more marketable. Uh, you know, a lot of kids that are going to be buying the line are going to want to have him in the bike, but it's a huge oversight, uh, especially considering in my eyes, she's the main lead of the film Yeah. that they can try to get it, her in here somewhere. I think that's, uh, I'm pretty disappointed about that, but Again, hopefully in the future, you know, we will see something uh, like that included in a future line or in a future wave of hybrid toys.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was, I was talking about this just recently with Jennifer Tarek, who, who comes on the show every now and then. And um, we were saying how they, it's such a missed opportunity to not have like a Claire and a Rex figure kind of packaged together because so many kids would love to recreate that scene with Claire running away from the Rex, you maybe include like a little flare to put in her hand or something like that. It, it would have been awesome to have that kind of combo pack.
1: Absolutely. If they would have taken the hybrid FX T-Rex and, you know, raised the price by five bucks, uh, you know, fine. Given us a Claire figure. And that set, it would have been perfect, perfect opportunity to have included her uh, into the line and finally given us a figure of her.
0: Yeah. It, it's such a missed opportunity, but I don't know at this point, if they'll release anything, maybe they'll wait till the next movie comes out. Uh, but we still get a long time for that. So I hope this is not okay. our last line before Jurassic World Two. But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we'll get any uh, any future versions of uh, Jurassic World toys before the second film?
1: Uh, personally, I don't. I think the press release actually indicated that this line was meant to kind of tide us over until the next film. Yeah. Uh, if anything, there might be more waves of uh, you know toys that are within the hybrid line, uh-huh. and. Uh, In that light, it's possible we might get more human figures, but I'm not too hopeful personally. Uh, It is a possibility, though, you know, just keep our fingers crossed, keep, you know, telling Hasbro on Twitter and, you know, social media that we want to get that figure. And, you know, hopefully we'll get enough support and finally they will do her as an action figure.
0: Yeah. So you've already done the T Rex um, review. Do you plan? I'm sure you plan on doing all these or just some of them. What do you think?
1: You know, with the original Jurassic World line, I did pick up the entire main line. I reviewed everything. I didn't end up picking everything, but I did review everything, and I kept probably roughly about half of what I purchased. And with hybrids, I think I'm going to pick and choose. I'm going to be a little more selective. Now, of course, I say that now. Who's to say I'm not going to be in the store and say, oh, I want this. Oh, this is new. I got to have that. That's a possibility. But from right now, at this point in time, I kind of feel like I'm going to be a little bit more choosy with the hybrid line and uh you know just pick things like that definitely want to get the owen with motorcycle and blue pack definitely want to get the electronic indominus and you know the the growlers probably i'm I'm gonna get those especially the Carnot raptor um but you know with the bashers i might pick and choose those and maybe grab one or two we'll just have to wait and see how it works out
0: yeah so in the meantime where can people go find your other reviews until you get up uh, up to date and post these ones
1: Uh, We're always doing reviews on Victoria's Canteen on YouTube, so I I try and do at least uh, three reviews per week. Sometimes it's more, and uh, it's just kind of across the board. Usually what I do is each week I'll have a different theme, so I'll have like a Batman week, I'll have a Star Wars week, a Jurassic World week, dinosaurs. I also do Papo reviews, Rebor, and uh, Terra dinosaurs. So uh, if you want to, until we get the hybrid dinosaurs uh, for review... Uh, certainly come by to Victoria's Cantina we've always got all kinds of stuff going on and uh, be happy to see you there
0: and you also are on Twitter right at Vix Cantina
1: at Vic's Cantina yes I'm on Twitter and I also have a Facebook page
0: awesome yeah so definitely go check out all your stuff because I I love the reviews I think they're informative they're funny so definitely go check them out and uh, get up to date and uh, thank you so much for coming on and uh, I look forward to talking to you again in the future thank
1: you for having me absolutely
0: clip this week is a parody version of the jurassic world trailer done completely by one man's voice it's pretty hilarious but you can also tell a lot of work went into making it take a listen i'm really proud of you for going on this trip you're gonna have so much fun and remember if something chases you run more in the past decade from genetics than a century of digging up bones. A whole new frontier has opened up. We have our first genetically modified hybrid.
3: You just went and made a new dinosaur?
2: Probably not a good idea.
3: That's almost 40 feet high. You really think she climbed out? Depends. On what? Yeah. What kind of dinosaur they cooked up in that lab. Evacuate the island. She's a highly intelligent animal. She will kill anything that moves. Oh, God.
0: find the link to the video in our show notes and go show Brian all your support. I had the chance to sit down with Sabrina and Garrett from I Know Dino, the Big Dinosaur Podcast, for episode 60 of their podcast. We talked all about dinosaurs in the media from 2015.
1: I'm Sabrina. We have an interview with Brad Jost from the Jurassic Park podcast. Yeah, you can especially tell when everyone tries to work Jurassic into the name of their thing. (laughs) Why are you using Jurassic rather than Cretaceous or Triassic?
0: But I think one of the the entire mess ups that they had with Jurassic World was, you know, not projecting how big it was going
1: to be, even for their theme parks. Yeah, we had um, one of those guys in a dinosaur suit at our wedding, too, actually. (laughs) Oh, really? It was supposed to be a juvenile T-Rex, I think, so it was a little bit bigger than... His name was Duncan, and they put a lot of time and effort into building this animatronic head for him. And I think, actually, I like Jurassic World a little bit better than I like the good dinosaur.
0: Make sure to listen via iTunes, check out their website, inodino.com, And follow them on Twitter at @iKnowDino. Thanks for listening to the 38th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Hopefully, I didn't sound like too much of a downer on the new toy line. I really think there are a few missed opportunities. But overall, I think it's a fun line that should be enjoyed by all. I want to thank listeners at Scorpio dino 16 and Fede for sending in their voicemails. It's always appreciated hearing from the listeners, so make sure to join in on the fun. Of course, I have to thank Victoria for joining me here today. It was really fun to compare our thoughts on the new toys, but to also get the opinion of one of the pros in the community. Make sure to go check out her reviews on YouTube and follow her on Twitter. At Vix Cantina. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter. At Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and YouTube. Or really wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe. If you haven't already... Please give us a five star review on iTunes or a glowing review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. Now, we're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out our show notes for all the links. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, pictures, top tens, or comments to Jurassic Park Pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to record something for the show, like Fede did, you can send it in to us, and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. Now, if you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail a call, like Scorpio Dino 16 did this episode, and leave us a message, or you can even text us. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy.